Psalms 30, verse 5. I want to share a message this morning, an encouraging message, simply entitled, Weeping Endures for the Night, but Joy Comes in the Morning. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The headlines that we listen to and read are filled with all types of news today. If you watch the news today, they're talking about the government shutdown. Most of the news that comes into our homes today via television, newspapers, and internet are filled with bad reports. Occasionally, they'll do a feel-good story, and they'll tell you a good story, and you get that more on your local news than you do from maybe Fox or CNN or some of the 24-7 news. Commentators often report heartache, tragedy, and injustice. We're made aware of corruption and scandal in the highest levels of our society. And over the last few months, the news has been filled with allegations against prominent actors and producers, directors, and even news anchors. Since the last presidential election, we have this new phrase concerning news organization called fake news. Today's headlines may read in many small towns across this nation like this. Young man, 22, dead and wrecked with semi. Deputy U.S. Marshal killed while serving a warrant in Pennsylvania. A U.S. soldier held captive by enemy forces in some faraway land. Plant closing, 3,000 to lose their jobs. Beautiful teenage daughter killed by a drunk driver. I-85 bridge in Anderson County partially fails. The list could continue on any given day or night. We can pick up our local newspaper, turn on the local news, and hear the heart-wrenching stories that are broadcast across our airways. All of these stories are sad, and they're heart-wrenching for the families who are suffering loss. We're bombarded with information today, alerts on our smartphones, always connected via social media and 24-hour news cycles. We're so overwhelmed with information, I fear that we've become immune to it. That is until we're the recipients of the bad report. See, we live in a time of testing on the earth. There's an intense war being waged on the body of Christ. Listen to the words the Apostle Paul wrote to his young son in the faith, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Many in the body of Christ are being assaulted by an enemy who seeks their demise. Who is this enemy? 1 Peter 1.8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's waging war against our bodies, our souls, and our spirit. Why are we under attack? Why is there such a fierce attack against the people of God today? I believe it is because we're living on the brink of destiny which is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul warned of these times in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. He said, but know this, that in the last day perilous times will come. The word perilous there can be translated as dangerous. Dangerous times will come. I believe there's an intensified effort by the enemy to bring us to a place of defeat. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal to kill, and to destroy. His mission is to afflict grief, pain, sorrow, and suffering. Who in this sanctuary today has endured the night of weeping? Who has passed through a night season? Who has experienced the darkest hour of the night, the midnight hour? If you remember, Paul and Silas were shut up in prison in the midnight hour. And the Bible said that Paul and Silas began to sing praises unto God. Now, had that been 
us, we would have probably been saying, why am I here? I don't understand, Lord. I've served you faithfully all these years. Why am I here in this prison? And we would have complained. I, let me just preach this to myself. Amen. I just work this out, okay? We might have just complained. I don't understand. But the Bible said Paul and Silas sang praises to God at midnight. And God sent an earthquake to the prison. And here's the thing. didn't destroy the prison, but it opened every prison door and it unlocked every shackle that they were in. God has an earthquake that he can send to unlock the prison doors and break the shackles and the chains that hold you in body. How many times have you laid awake at night overwhelmed by the cares and the frustrations of the day? How many of you have spent sleepless nights weeping during the still, quiet, early hours of the new day? Many of us know the pain of loss. All of us have or will spend time weeping during the night hours, praying and longing for the dawning of the new day. I've come with good news today. I know it don't seem like it, but I promise I've come with good news today. Your Heavenly Father loves you with an everlasting love, a love that is beyond our comprehension to understand. And I want you to know he understands exactly what you are experiencing today. I've come with these simple words this morning, not a theological sermon, but just the simple words of encouragement that were penned by the psalmist. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If I were to use a subtext, it would simply be titled, In the morning, everything's going to be all right. In the morning, everything's going to be all right. I want you to look first of all with me at the night of weeping. One well-known Bible expositor, John Phillips, writes, he said, God's day always begins with a night. In the Old Testament and even today, the Jewish people began the new day at sundown. A few years ago when Beth and I were in in Israel, we were there for Shabbat, the Sabbath. It began at sundown on Friday, and it continued to sundown on Saturday. After 8 o'clock on Saturday, the whole place come to life. They kicked it off, and the whole place just went, came right back to life. But it was from sundown to sundown. God begins the new day in the darkness. He begins a new day at sunset. The Bible says in Genesis 1-5, And the evening and the morning were the first day. When darkness falls around us, it means God is getting ready to start a brand new day. We just entered into a new year, and with a new year, there's new hope. In a new year, there's, there's a time to start all over again. I've come to tell you that if you found yourself in a dark place, that simply means that God's bringing you into a new day. The psalmist David had experienced many nights of weeping. He eloquently pins these words under the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. Weeping endures for the night. See, this is more than just a comforting scripture. It is a prophetic warning. All of us have or will in the future embrace the night season of weeping. We who have, we live in a fallen world. And those of us who live in this fallen world are going to pass through the dark hours of the night. Many of us will have an appointment with the midnight hour. And when we experience the midnight hour, it will seem as if it will never end. In the midst of your midnight hour, the devil will come and he'll say, the sun will never shine again. God has failed you. You are abandoned. You are left in your troubles, left to your miseries. Where is your God now? I don't know about you, but I've experienced the midnight on a personal and a professional level. I've wrestled with those questions. I've asked, has the morning been postponed. The night of trouble lingers long. The menacing shadows of sorrow seem as if they will swallow us up. 
But I have good news for you this morning. The Lord has simply sent me by this way to preach the liberating good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the good news? The night that you're passing through is only temporary. The sun's going to shine again. May of 1994, May the 23rd, 1994, Beth and I lost our first child, stillborn. You've heard me tell the story here. From May to October, I would find her at different places in the house. I'd get to missing her, think, where is she? She'd be off in the room. She'd be crying. She'd be weeping. Her heart was broken. My heart was broken. She would look at me and she'd say, are we ever going to be happy again? Is this, this feeling of grief, is this pain going to go? And in my flesh, my feeling was no. But deep down on the inside of me, in my spirit, man, I'd reach deep down on the inside and by faith, I would say, honey, the sun's going to shine again. Honey, the night season's going to pass. Honey, the sun's going to come up in the morning. Come on, somebody morning's coming and in October of 1994 God encountered us with his love and healed us of a broken heart and I want to tell you something we still miss that child we still think about that child we still go and put flowers on the grave of that child at times but I know I've got a child in heaven today hallelujah he's waiting on me and when we get to heaven he's going to run right by his mama and get me first he probably knocked me down to get to his mama when they put the camera on the football players they don't say hey dad what do they say hey mom Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In the morning, everything is going to be all right. Turn to your neighbor and say, in the morning, everything is going to be all right. See, it's only temporary. Your weeping will vanish, and the night's going to turn to day. I've often wondered why God allows us to pass through the night season. Why does God begin each new day at night? I believe there are many answers to this question. He wants to teach us, first of all, to totally trust him in every situation. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. In Romans 1:17, the just shall live by faith. Psalms 37, verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Adversity strengthens us. It builds our faith. It comes to draw us closer to the Lord. I know that this is not the kind of preaching that people want to hear. We want to hear faith-filled preaching that if I have enough faith that I'll get out of the storm and I can keep the storm away. Listen, Jesus said the wise man built his house on the rock. The foolish man built his house with a foundation of sand. And then he said this, when the storms came, listen, the storms are going to come. Faith don't keep you out of the storm, but faith sustains you in the storm and brings you through the storm. I've come to tell you, it might be a night season in your life. It might be a time of weeping in your life. But if you just hold on a little while longer, God's going to bring you out of the midnight hour and the sun's going to come up and weeping endures for the night. But joy comes in the morning. He's going to bring you into your morning season. Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verses 3 through 5 and not only that but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us I'd love to stand before you today and tell you I had the answers for the problems and the sufferings of this world I'd love to be able to answer the question of why good people endure suffering but there's one thing that I do know and understand. Each of us will face times of suffering and nights of weeping in our life. See, many of you have already been through some nice seasons in your life. Maybe you've stood and watched as everything you worked for was lost in a day. I was watching as the floodwaters came into Houston in the recent hurricane. 
and people who had beautiful homes, who had worked for those homes and paid for those homes and lived in those homes for many years, they said the flood insurance will not cover the difference in the damage that's been made, and we don't know what we're going to do. Everything that they work for, this will be my retirement home. When this house is paid for, I will live in this house, and I will have security. And all of a sudden, it's gone in a moment. See, what you work for in a, all your life can be taken in a day. My heart went out to those people who lost so much. Many of us have stood at the graveside and wept as we laid to rest a precious loved one. Perhaps your night of weeping has come because of a broken relationship or a betrayal. See, sorrow can cause us to feel helpless. And the enemy will try to make you feel as if God has abandoned you. Where do we turn for hope? Where do we find healing? I, I've come to just assure you today that the night of weeping is almost over. Dawn is about to break. The light is going to invade the darkness and God is going to give you joy to replace your weeping. God is about to turn your night seasons of weeping into a new day of joy and rejoicing. You may say, well, pastor, you really don't understand my situation. You don't understand the circumstances that surrounding my midnight hour. Maybe not, but I do know of one individual in God's word who has experienced a midnight hour. Let me share about him. The one who understands. Who is it? Well, his name is Job. We learned that he was an upright man in our study of scriptures. Listen to the words of the Lord about Job. In Job chapter 1 verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? That there's none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Job fears God, yet God allowed Satan to take everything he possessed. In one day, he was reduced to poverty. The Chaldeans came and carried away 3,000 camels. The Sabaeans killed his servants, carried away 500 oxen, 500 donkeys. Lightning came out of the heavens and burned up 7,000 sheep. A windstorm came across the wilderness, destroying the house and killing his seven sons and three daughters. Job was called the greatest of all the people of the east, was now reduced to poverty and suffered the loss of his children. Now, if that's not enough... He also loses his health. He was afflicted with boils, which are running sores that broke out all over his body. His wife said, why don't you curse God and die? But godly Job made this declaration. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Job chapter 28, 1 and 2, Job says, surely there's a vein of silver and a place for gold. He's talking about being deep in the pit. This pit is a pit of darkness and despair. Job had attended ten funerals. He had wept by the graves of his precious children. He had stood by as his friends and neighbors buried his hopes, his dreams, and his posterity. He'd stood by the remains of a house that had been destroyed. He saw the empty pens of the camels that had been stolen. He saw the smoke and the remains of 7,000 sheep destroyed by fire from the heavens. In Job 28, 7 and 8, he talks about a pit. He said, the path, the bird knows, nor the falcon, I seen it. The proud lions have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lions passed over it. Job finds himself in a pit, a pit of darkness and despair. He's passing through the midnight hour. He's experiencing the night of weeping. But here's what he said. There is a vein of silver under this darkness. There's a path the devil cannot tread, a path of righteousness. I might be in the pit 
I might be in a dark place. I might be in a place of weeping. But if I can hold on through the night, morning is coming. The sun's coming up in the morning and a new day is about to dawn. If I can just hold on until the morning comes, I know that God is going to turn my morning into dancing. He's going to replace my tears with laughter. And he's going to move in healing power right in the midst of the place of darkness. And in the pit there is a vein of silver. There is a vein of gold. There is something. And it was Job that made this declaration. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I know that my Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. You may be in the pit today. Your companion may be darkness, but it will, if you'll just hold on, morning's coming. Everything's going to be all right. If you read the last chapter of Job, you find out that God brought Job through his night of weeping and gave him twice as much as he had before. That brings me simply to my last thought is this. There is a night of weeping and there is one who understands, but there is a morning of joy that is coming. The most beautiful thing I can say about this night of weeping is that it brings the morning of joy. Night turns to day, the shadows of yesterday fade into the light of day, weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. See, we live in a dark world. That's why we're looking for the soon appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. The songwriter summed up our feelings when he wrote, one glimpse of his dear face, all sorrows will erase. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, listen to these words, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There are times that it may seem that we cannot stand under the weight of our burdens. But God is working through every situation and every struggle to bring us into victory. And the word says this, with every temptation, with every test, there's a door of escape. God provides a door. Now, this is the year of the door. And one of the things a door represents in Scripture is deliverance. When I'm in that place of darkness, you know what I look for? I look for the door. When I'm in that pit, I look for the way out of that pit. When I'm in that place of despair, I look for the way out of that despair. I've come to tell you that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Look at your neighbor and say, it's almost morning time. Some of us have believed God and held on to promises. Some of us have had prophetic promises over our life. Some of us have believed God for a long time, and we've not yet seen it. And we've endured the night of weeping. We've endured the process of, uh, uh, that God has brought us through. But I've come to tell you, this is our morning. This is our time that the sun's about to shine again. We had a snow, and I'm going to tell you, snow's beautiful when it falls. And as we drove up, the snow and the beautiful snow in those trees, I told her, I said, that's a picturesque scene. Look at how beautiful that is. And I love the snows we get here because we only get a trace, and then it's gone. Praise the Lord. Where I used to live, we got it in feet. I started to put up a picture of me with a shovel in snow where I'd shovel the sidewalk up to here and say, how much snow did you get? But the picture, I was a lot thinner, and I had dark hair, and I thought, I'm not going to go there. Amen. I might set myself up for a night of weeping. <laughs> but I never was so happy that when the sun came up the next morning, when that sun came up, beamed through those blinds into the room, there was fresh hope. It was a new day, a new day dawned. I'm going to tell you, there's something about the sun on your face. There's something about the warmth of the sun that comes. It may seem at times, though, the weight of the burdens and the struggles overwhelm us. But God is working through every situation and every struggle to bring us into victory. Romans 8, 28, For we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to His purposes. I don't understand that. I've studied theology for years, and 
I just, I can't always get my mind around that. How can God take such darkness and such difficulty and such discouragement and despair and use it to work it for my good? See, while we're in that moment, we're consumed by that moment. But God's working something far greater in our life. He's working something related to eternity in our life. Listen to this promise in Isaiah 43 too. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Darkness may surround you. Trouble may be your companion. Adversity may overwhelm you. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In the morning, everything's going to be all right. In the morning, the sun's going to shine again. In the morning, the birds will sing. The sorrow and the sighing are going to flee away. And if you can just hold on through the night, the morning's going to come. In the morning, everything's going to be all right.